Tonga and the volcanic eruption in the South Pacific, a story we've all been following. And now there's a new angle just coming out. A tsunami victim who spent over a day drifting in the ocean, and he lived. Fifty-seven-year-old Lasala Falau is a retired carpenter. He lives on the tiny island of Atata, along with 106 other residents. And last weekend, he spent 26 hours in the South Pacific Ocean. When the volcano erupted, a 20-foot wave swept him out to sea. Lasala used an uprooted tree as a makeshift raft. He finally made it to the main island after a day adrift. And how does he explain his survival? Lasala says God was watching over him, like he did the Israelites wandering in the wilderness. I'm thankful for this testimony of God's mercy. And as you read through the Bible, you'll discover more true stories that point to God's goodness and ultimately to Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story with you here on this Monday, a program that's all about Jesus, where we're continuing in a series we began last week called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Can you believe it? There's only a week left in January. 2022 is already flying by. And we began this year with a challenge, a challenge to read God's Word together. In our troubled world, it's so important to see the big picture that's painted by a big God through his word, the Bible. And today we'll be looking at a passage from the New Testament that will help us become more like Christ. It reminds us that all who trust in Jesus by faith alone are forgiven of their sins forever. They're justified. They're made right with God. But how does knowing this wonderful truth begin to transform us and make us more like our Savior? Well, stay tuned as we seek to understand these rich truths found in the book of Romans. By the way, you'll come to the book of Romans on day 80 as you read through the Bible in 90 days. And I really want to encourage you to join me in reading all God's Word over the next three months together. I know it'll help you see the great story of redemption found in the Bible in a dramatic and vibrant way. After the program, I want to send you a copy of a special Bible with the 90-day reading plan built into it that shows you where to start and stop each day. Plus, it has a slightly larger print, and it's a thin-line Bible that makes it easier to bring wherever you go. So call us after the program at 800 654 2836 865 Haven, or visit our website. Sign up for our free weekly email with tips and encouragement for each week's reading. You can also download a free reading plan bookmark so you can start today with your Bible at home, and then make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now let's start up the program today, here on this Monday, with Lauren Daigle. Not lift them up to the Holy One. 
Can it be? Opening this Haven today on a Monday with Lauren Daigle, and that's from her album, How Can It Be? I'm Charles Morris, and this is a continuing series on the deep, deep love of Jesus. Here on Monday, I have to say it's good to be back with you, and I hope you had some rest and encouragement over the weekend. You know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the quieter times, especially the times when I can rest and hear God's Word. Now, things have been weird the last couple of years. I know that. You know that. 
But no matter if I'm sitting in my usual seat in church or watching a service on live stream, there's just something about hearing the scriptures, isn't there? There's nothing quite like having the message of the gospel proclaimed to me. You may remember that I'm reading through the Bible in 90 days. Right now, I finished the book of Joshua, and I'm in the sad story of the Israelite judges, and one thing I'm seeing again and again is that sinners are guilty before God. It's not a pretty picture. So how does this all work out? How can those who are sinful, like me and like you, be right in God's sight? And how can we become more like our Savior as we grow in our Christian walk? Well, to help us understand this better, I want to go back to the interview I did with my friend, Dr. Dane Ortland. Dane has written a new book called Deeper that helps us understand our union with Christ as believers. In this book, he talks about another book that had impacted him as well as the 18th century evangelist, George Whitfield. I asked Dane to tell us about it. Tell me about this book, Henry Skugel. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, Henry Skugel, The Life of God in the Soul of Man is the title of the book. Really, it was a letter, Charles, that Skugel wrote the year before he died, and he died when he was 29. My. So uh, back in the 1600s, a letter to a discouraged friend who wasn't getting any traction in, in his walk with God. And Skugel wrote this book, and uh, yeah, George Whitfield, the famous evangelist, got a hold of it uh, in the next century and said something like, I never knew what real Christianity was till I read this <laughs> excellent treatise. <laughs> and the point of the book is simply that um, authentic Christianity, real spirituality, is not simply believing rightly with your head, nor simply behaving rightly with your hands, nor simply feeling rightly with your heart. <laughs> but all three are involved. But it's right. actually a union of your soul with God. And that anything less than that is like trying to water the branches of the tree instead of the root. So that's the point of the book. It's wonderful. Mm. Now, I hope everyone listening will begin to click with us on this. I've met Christians before who had all their, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted correctly, and, and uh, they had read the Bible many times, and they could answer just about any question. And yet these three areas that you just outlined that impacted George Whitfield and obviously impacted you, how does this flow into our Christian life? You're right, Charles, of crossing our T's and dotting our I's doctrinally, theologically matters, matters tremendously. Yes. But it's, uh, so it's necessary, but not sufficient. We need it, but it's not enough. What we want, we, what we want is life. What we want is, mm. is, is vitality, uh, radiance. And, um, and actually, we can believe rightly or behave differently by just for, gutting our way through it or mm -hmm. even, you know, pursuing sensory experience in corporate gathered worship or something. And all, all that's great. That's good. Wonderful. But you could do any of that um, without actually growing on the inside. So what we want, what we want to do, uh, I mean, the point of this book that we're talking about today is simply what we want is to see Jesus with what Ephesians one calls is the eyes of our heart. We want to see Christ and then actually growth 
change, transformation floats in the back door. <laughs> but we're not even really looking. If we look at change, we are looking at ourselves. If we look at Christ, we are lifting our eyes off of ourselves and looking at him and change comes in the back. That's my fundamental understanding from the scripture of how we grow as believers. That's pastor and author Dane Ortland. And Dane's new book is called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners, which really helped me better understand how our union with Christ helps bring true change in our lives. And you can get a copy of his book or the audio book when you visit haventoday.org or call us after the program at 1-800-65-HAVEN. You're listening to Haven Today right now, and I'm Charles Morris. Dane was describing a process there, wasn't he? Growing in Christlikeness. And you know, I've never gone to bed one night and awakened the next day perfectly sanctified and Christlike. And I'm guessing you've never experienced that either. But how does this process happen? Well, it's through something that is the opposite of what we might expect. Isn't that just like our Lord? Anyway, the best way to become more Christ-like is to begin by remembering, remembering our justification. Now, that word, justification, might be one of those theological terms that you've never heard much about, or maybe you have heard about it, but you think it couldn't possibly be that important. Well, here's the thing. Justification is a Bible word. It may not be the most common word in God's scriptures, but it is an important one. Let's think about the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans, specifically the beginning of chapter 5. And that's where Paul tells us, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. A term that Billy Graham used a lot in his preaching over the years through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. That's from Romans 5, and there's the word, justified. It's a courtroom type of word. The verdict has been passed for all who trust in Jesus, and the verdict is not guilty. Actually, that's not quite right, the good news is even better than not guilty. To be justified in God's sight means he declares us righteous because of what Jesus did for us. You see, Jesus didn't just do half a job. Imagine with me that you and I are in debt, horrible, hopeless debt, and we're stranded on a desert island, and we need to find a boat to escape. But a ticket costs $10,000. And not only are we flat out broke, we actually owe the shipping company $10,000. Well, that's what Jesus came to fix. He died for our sins. He paid our debt down to the final penny. But he did far more than that. He gave us 10000 of his own dollars. He earned a place for us. And not on a boat leaving a desert island. He earned a place in heaven for those who call in his name. And we never outgrow justification. We can't move beyond the good news that Jesus died in the place of sinners and rose again for their justification, as Paul tells us in Romans. 
Remember, the verse that I just read said that we are justified by faith. We aren't right with the Lord because of the things we do or don't do. The promises we make to him that this time we'll get it right. Because we never get it completely right, do we? Instead, we are justified by trusting in Christ alone, resting in what he has done for us, for sinners. And because of that, we have this peace with God that the late Billy Graham liked to preach about. The war is over. It's won. We go from being Yahweh's enemy to his adopted child. And that's the only reason we can have any confidence. That's the only way we can be allowed to go to him in prayer. Who can enter the king's throne room, crawl into his lap, and ask him for a drink of water? Why, the king's child, that's who. And if we're trusting in Jesus, we become children of the king. So we need to remember, and we need to reflect on what Christ has done for us. Only then can we be confident that we are right with God and that we have peace with God, no matter how well we do in our Christian life. And only then can we respond with thankfulness. You know, there's an old faithful document called the Heidelberg Catechism. Maybe you've heard of it, but some Christians have used its questions and answers to teach the faith to their children. And the Heidelberg Catechism is basically structured according to three G's, guilt, grace, and gratitude. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all learn these three G's? We were guilty, children of wrath, as we read in places like Ephesians chapter 2. But God showed amazing grace to us. And if we trust in Jesus, he saves us. And only then can we respond in gratitude for what the Lord has done for us. So let's not forget our justification and be comforted. It's the way to go deeper in our Christian walk. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to Come desperate to 
song, don't you? Or I hope you do. Travis Cottrell here on Haven Today and Just As I Am. And just before we have to go in a minute, let me say that it's still not too late to start reading through the Bible in 90 days. You can start even today or you can start tomorrow. You can start next week. But as soon as you do start, you'll be surprised at how quickly you'll read through all of God's word and even more you'll see that it's a wonderful blessing. You get it from the big picture, the great story that's all about Jesus. And whether you're reading through the Bible in a year before or you've never read the Bible all the way through, I promise that reading it this quickly will have a life-changing effect on you. I know it did for me. So would you call us now? Would you maybe even make your first-of-the-year gift to Haven Today? And we'll send you the special Bible that shows you where to start and where to end each day. Our number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or take an extra couple of minutes. Go to our website. You can make your gift there, but ask for the special Bible. Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly Bible in 90 Days encouragement email and download the free Bible reading plan bookmark so you can get started even today. You can even use it with your own Bible if you'd prefer. And if you want us to just mail you the reading plan on a bookmark, ask about that when you call. And just as we have to go, earlier we heard from Pastor Dane Ortland. And we still have his book, or the audio book that's read by him, called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners, for your gift. 
It'll help you understand and grow in your walk with Christ. Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you visit us online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me on this Monday. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Where can I go? Peter's question in John 6 is actually more inclusive than that. He said, where can we go? Jesus was asking his disciples if they were about to leave, just like the crowds who were offended by his teaching. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you do not have life. A hard teaching about faith. Jewish law said eating raw flesh, human flesh, was a grave sin. Many left, but Peter's response speaks for the hearts of faith in all true believers. Where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. And he does. His word is light and life to our desperate hearts, and it's ours if we just believe. Find out more about spending time with Jesus. Go to GetAnchor.com.